Spilling that tea all on the curb I'm not trying to be nosy But I gotta know everything you heard You gotta know what's going on He did what? Now that was wrong What's the latest trends of fashion? Tell me what's your favorite song Who you reading? What you reading? What you watching? What's the season? Are there twists for the finale? Cause we gonna need a better reason Who's improving the community? Bring the focus back to unity Gotta do something more than plan Listen up and take a stand A little bit of this, a little bit of that afternoon good evening whatever time you're listening to this this is your host john torrance and now this is the seventh episode of season two of in my bag um podcast and i have i want to say he's legendary now um chad bailey now known as foreign um (laughs) but we're going to get into that um so thank you for coming well i'm excited like i've always wanted to you know interview with you so i'm excited to be here this is really exciting because you know i interviewed your boo in the beginning of the season um bugs got a how's he doing he's good um he's like he's kind of taking a step back from like you know the music aspect for himself Mm -hmm. and like really putting the the energy and the education and knowledge into you know other younger artists coming mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and he's he has a whole setup coming up coming out. So mm-hmm. it's like it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's really talented. So he's like he's putting his efforts into other things to benefit the company. Mm-hmm. You know, like because mm-hmm. he's like creating sets for music videos mm-hmm. and Tia's music video is coming out soon. So mm-hmm. he created every set for that music mm-hmm. video. So y'all be working, but we gonna get into that whole Pink Gorilla Entertainment family. <laughs> Um, shortly, but tell him I said hi, because <laughs> um, I really love being around him. You know, he has really good energy, yeah, so yeah. I can understand why you love him so much, <laughs> and he loves you. Um, but you know, those who don't know about you, you know, you do, you are a co-founder, right, of Pink Gorilla Entertainment. Like yeah. you helped um, Bugs found that. Yeah. Um, and then you have your own now creative uh, company. Yeah, I have my production company now. I'm Foreign Eye Visuals. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but we'll get into all that. But what I do want to do now, because what I do with all my guests is for you to talk about your coming out story. Um, are you originally from here? You're from New York? No, I'm from Jamaica. Okay. So um, I moved here six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I moved here six years ago. Um, no family, not much friends, just mm-hmm. Facebook friends, you could say. What made you move over here? Um, just because of my life growing up in Jamaica, it, it was a lot of depression, a lot of like sadness because i was i because i'm gay and mm-hmm. I, I think like i wasn't openly gay mm-hmm. but you know when you're gay it's, it stands out you right. know what i mean right. so um so growing up it was very it, it, there are great moments but there was a lot of 
pain. It was mm-hmm. and like looking back, um, uh, most of the things I see is like pain and like getting bullied and mm-hmm. you know being treated like shit by family members right, and like right. at school, church, like everywhere I went basically. Mm-hmm. What part of Jamaica are you from? I'm originally from Hanover, okay. um, but I'm also from Montego Bay, St. James too. Oh, okay. Um, my mother's from Hanover and my father's from St. James, mm-hmm. so I would go back and forth. Okay. When you get upset, does your accent come out like crazy? Yeah. When I when I get when I get pissed off, most people don't really understand what I'm saying. But and then, and then I'm getting more pissed off because I, I don't, why don't you understand what I'm saying? But you know, you get there. So when um how old were you when you did come out? Like how was that process? Um, I came out when I moved here. Okay, so you didn't even like come out when you no. were over there um i mean i came out to certain people like people mm-hmm. that i feel like i could trust like certain like probably certain cousins mm-hmm. um and certain friends but like my whole family or my mother no mm-hmm. um i came out when i moved here i moved here at 19 okay and about like a year after moving here um i came out and um, it was a whole plan for me. Like, I'm not, bitch, I'm not going to fucking, <laughs> I'm not going to stay in Jamaica and right. fucking, like, keep the, all this shit su- suppressed and, like, mm-hmm. not be happy and, and people making me feel like shit for being myself. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, I decided to come here and just be happy and just live in my truth. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so you told your mom when you were over here in New York, right? Yeah. So, how did she react to um, to that news? Um, it took, Two to two, two to three years of like healing. Um, when she, when I tell her, when I, you know, when she came out, she was very, very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, she was barely talking to me every, mm-hmm. like she was sending, you know, the, the usual bullshit. Right. You know, sending scriptures every second. Um, sending me voice notes, notes mm-hmm. crying. I had a dream. Really? You know, like just yeah. different crazy dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's what like very, very Christian parents in the black community that's 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 a natural reaction so it's right. like i'm not i, I wasn't shocked that it, that's the reaction it went out but that shit went on for probably like two to three years mm. so it took a toll on our relationship and um yeah like it, it, it i actually was about to cut her off completely because i'm like i'm not the type of person where it's like it's so hard to like let someone go out of my life you know right. what i mean like if it's for the betterment of me my life and how i live like i will if someone needs to go, they have to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was very, very close to, you know, not being in my life anymore and getting blocked in. Right. And my father, my father, from the beginning, like, even before I came out, he didn't really fuck with me like that. Mm. But um, I think it's because he also thought I was gay. So it was, all my life has just been like a thing with him where it's like, I'm not getting enough love. Right. Is but, him, is <clears throat> you, are you, um, your mom and him together? Oh, no. They, okay. Um, They've never been together since my whole time living. Like, okay. So it's, it's literally like um, she got pregnant and he didn't even treat her right during the pregnancy. Mm. So she was like, peace out. Right. And, um, you know, he had his own life and he got married like a year after that. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole situation. But Yeah, that's kind of how my dad's whole situation worked, too. Because when my mom was pregnant with me, he basically told her, I don't think I can do this. And she was like, what? <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> I can do this on my own, and yeah. that's how it is. So I kind of still don't have respect for him, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, just because of the fact that he did that, and yet he tried to come in, you know, on and yeah. off in my life. But like you said, when I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, and it's like after coming out, like he was saying stuff like, um, if like even before you say if he had a gay son, he would he would get him killed and shit like mm-hmm. that. So staying in Jamaica was not an option for me because he. he 
I thought, yeah, he's he's somewhat of that type of person, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but so we haven't we didn't speak for like years. Um, the whole time of me living here, and then last December was his birthday. Okay. And uh, you know the whole COVID and Corona mm-hmm. and everything happening, and I was just like, you know what? Let me try. Mm-hmm. And I re- I reached out to him on his birthday and mm-hmm. um, told him happy birthday. And ever since we've been. We haven't. We don't talk every day, but we talk probably like once a month, once every two weeks. Okay. And now he's calling and checking in on me and shit. Mm. And I like, but I'm still skeptical because, you know, like he's the type of person where, like, even before, like, he wasn't really in my life like that. Right. But the moment I got my first job, he wanted some of my paycheck. Uh, you know uh. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like so. So mm-hmm. it's like so he knows that I'm you know doing a lot of things, yeah. and my mother shows him and then he asks to see what I've been doing and, I, and he's seen it mm-hmm. and so I'm still skeptical as in like, yeah you have to take baby steps with him yeah so that <laughs> that's where I'm at basically but it's getting there mm-hmm. now your family in Jamaica are were you always a close-knit family yeah. um okay so when you moved over here like how was that conversation with your mom when you decided that you wanted to move to new york was she like happy or was she like no you need to stay here she didn't know that i was gonna move to new york like she didn't so know you just up and move yes like <laughs> i literally um i was um, i was working at hedonism too mm-hmm. and that's um a new resort in jamaica like uh-huh. it's a new resort it's it's very erotic it's like everything you could ever think about so. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, well, i need to go yeah but it's very gay friendly like okay. it's it's very gay friendly and it's beautiful like you know um i was an ent- entertainment coordinator there so that's how i started in entertainment okay and um i started seeing like that okay oh shit like this is like i like i didn't th- i never thought i would be in entertainment okay mm-hmm. like i was in hospitality all my life doing um culinary arts um mm-hmm. cooking you know doing a lot of different things pertaining to the hotel right but um when i got into entertainment i literally felt like you know this was my passion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was you know in charge of like daytime activities and coordinate like it was a lot of different things with entertainment so i learned everything i'm doing now like i learned a lot there mm-hmm. um so my job was amazing i loved it and one day i was working and i was just i literally broke down at work because i'm like why is it that i'm only happy at work right why is it that when i leave here and i go home or i go on the street or um i go in my community like people throwing shit at me people calling me gay slurs people mm. trying to fight me like it's a lot of different things yeah so i'm like why is that i'm only happy at work so i literally went on the computer at my job and i was just just scrolling uh-huh. just scrolling um and browsing and i saw um tickets to new york low prices okay and i had my visa so uh-huh. i had it for two years i'd never used it before never traveled never been on a plane before so I literally quit my job that day and I bought a plane ticket for like the following Wednesday. And my cousins, my, one of my cousins and my aunt, they were coming to New York too. So I was just like, you know, why not just travel with them? Right. You know, because I've never been on a plane for a while. I traveled with them. So I got a ticket same day, same time. We left and I came to New York. Like, I didn't tell my mother. Like, my mother knew I was going. She was there when I was packing. I packed right. two suitcases and she's like, why are you packing so many clothes? Like, you're just going <laughs> for like a month or what it can right. be. But um, I had my whole plan, like, like even th- before high school, like I, my life was set up where it was just constant bullying, bullying, mm-hmm. bullying. So I thought to myself, like watching TV every day, and all I watch is like American stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, me watching TV every day and seeing gay pride and like people being happy to be themselves and like, their family accepting them, mm-hmm. and you know just different shit like that. So I, I made my plan at like probably like twelve. 
to be like, okay, I'm gonna be out of here. I just need to get through high school, mm-hmm. make my mother proud, give her the degrees that she, you know, <laughs> just you know, right, 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 make her feel happy, and then I'm gonna get the fuck. And I, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. Like I quit my job, bought my plane ticket out, and I left because I wanted to be happy. Yeah, and I yeah. wanted to, and it was easy. And to be honest, it was either that or committing suicide because mm-hmm. I'm not. It was just too much. Really? Yeah. When I, did you first like really experience bullying when you were growing up? Um, at a very, very, very young age, like kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know that I was gay. I didn't know what it was, but I was making out with a another kid mm-hmm. at the back of the class mm-hmm. in kindergarten. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess I've been gay forever, and then <laughs> that started um when it after that happened um. My mother and like I got punished. They're like, you should never ever do that again. Mm-hmm. All that, mm-hmm. and then the kids from that school literally remembered it <laughs> while we grew up. Really? <laughs> yeah, like certain people. I was oh. going back to school with like certain people who was in in elementary, and they literally remembered it. And that's how that the outside part kind of started ish at a young age. Right. But my family knew at a young age because of how I acted and uh, the games that we played. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I w- but I was just free just to be myself like they would put me in wigs when they feel, felt like it as a child mm-hmm. never asked for it they would put they would even put makeup on me sometime never asked for <laughs> it but yet at the end of the day y'all putting it on me and then telling me that right. i'm gay you know right. what i mean right. right so it's it's a whole it's a whole different aspect when it comes down to show oh like my god yeah i definitely was bullied so i could imagine that whole situation um i was I'm always scared to go to Jamaica, though, just because of, you know, you always hear that they're, you know, homophobic and all that. And, you know, a lot of my friends who are straight, like, we need to go to Jamaica. We need to go to Jamaica. I'm like, uh, no, because they don't like me. <laughs> I think, to be honest with you, I I think it's, it's an experience that a person should not pass up. Mm. Um, even though Jamaica is very homophobic, mm-hmm. it's, they're homophobic to their own. They're okay. very homophobic to their own. When you come near a tourist, like it, it's, really? we love you. Like really? <laughs> it's given. We can get a little opportunity. Might might get a dollar. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like it's get if give it's given some type of opportunity. So right. Jamaicans don't fuck with tourists like that. Right. And it's like it's a whole lot too. So it's like, and we want the fucking money to come to our, you know, yeah, country. Exactly. So we're not exactly. gonna we're not gonna fuck with tourists, but. Otherwise, if you live there, you're gay. You're gonna get it. But mm-hmm. yeah. But for tourists, I would highly suggest that you definitely visit Jamaica okay. and go to Negril and stay at Hedonism too. Like it's a nude resort. You, you it's okay. like the food is amazing. I've been to a lot of resorts in Jamaica mm-hmm. and never that food is <laughs> like I I was surprised and I worked there mm-hmm. and I got food for free. So mm-hmm. imagine how I ate down. Okay. <laughs> well, if you are an advocate for it, then I will go. Yes, I will go. It's like the main resort in Jamaica that's gay friendly. Okay. 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 And they even have a, a week in December where I know the person who does the week too, mm-hmm. and it's like a, a, the whole resort is just gay people all over the world, mm. like just for a whole week. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to talk to you about that and see when <laughs> I'm telling so you we can do it. it. Um. So when you were over here, so you finally got over here. Mm-hmm. Um. So what was that like? Because where were you living? Like, how was that situation? Because you know, New York is a yeah, <laughs> it's a nitty gritty hard place to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I moved, when I just moved here, I met, I went to stay with this dude that I met on Facebook mm-hmm. and he's one of the person that motivated me to come cause he's like, you know, you need to get out of that. You need to, you know, be safe. Oh, yeah. So he motivated me to get out of there. So I'm, and he was like, you can stay with me. So I'm like, okay. 
I can mm-hmm. say it with you, but knowing me, I'm the type of person like I'll have three backup plans, and yeah. I <laughs> and I'll be very very fine. So mm-hmm. I, I initially had to plan in my mind like I'm gonna go there. I instantly have to start networking. Yeah, go to different places, meeting mm-hmm. people, making friends because I am gonna need friends at the end of the day. Yeah, if something happens. Yeah. So um, went there, stayed with him for um probably like uh, um two weeks, and he's like, you can't stay with me for not having sex. Peace out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I swear to you, it was cool. It was so cool. It, w- it was cool for a while. And then he's like, you, you can't stay with me if, if we're not having sex. And it what? was not in that was not in the contract at no point. <laughs> it was not in the contract. So I was like, I know I have, I'm not going to say it's because I have morals because I'm not going to, because in certain times it's okay to fuck to stay if you need somewhere yeah. to stay. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say it's because of morals or anything like that. Right. But for me, at that time, I felt like I could still, even if I was homeless, I could still still figure out a way because yeah. I'm not I'm not stupid. I'm a very smart individual. Yeah. Like I can get I can get around and do what I need mm-hmm. to do and learn learn New York City, the trains and everything mm-hmm. on my own. Right. So um, after that, I went to stay stay with my um my grand aunt. That's, okay. that's my grandmother's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, met, was meeting her for the first time. You know, hanging out. She was very cool. She she was seemed cool, yeah, but yeah. she seemed like my family too. So I was very skeptical. Yeah. Um. Apparently, at some point, like like she always wanted me to take care of her grandkids because her her granddaughter her daughter doesn't take care of her kids. Okay. So she takes care of the kids, mm-hmm. and she so she wanted me because I was staying with her. She wanted me to like cut off everything that I'm doing, like no matter what it is to take care of kids. <laughs> So one day I literally had a job opportunity and I, I was gonna go to the job. I had to go to a job interview, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to, to not go to the job interview to come take care of the kids. And I'm like, um, I'm not doing that. Like I'm already, I already don't have a fucking social security. Right. Like I already can't have get a job legally. Like I'm about to get an opportunity, and you, you I'm no, I'm not gonna stop. Mm-hmm. So um, I told her I wasn't going to, and she she literally kicked me out. And also, it was a, I, but I know it wasn't just because of that. It was a buildup because my family was telling her that I was gay. Okay. So every time I went out, she would say some, she would like say something slick, like, mm-hmm. if, like she would make it seem like I'm, my friends are weird or some shit. Yeah. And she's never met any one of my friends before. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I got, oh I was God. homeless. I was homeless after that, but I, I, then I had there was this dude that I had hooked up with for the first we only hooked up once mm-hmm. and this was the night before he left Jamaica permanently like we hooked up once on his floor in his apartment uh-huh. in Jamaica and he moved to New York um, or to no he moved to Jersey like the day after uh huh didn't speak to had him on Facebook and everything didn't speak to this guy for like a long time then randomly I just hit him up and he's like you can come stay with me in Jersey City and I stay with him for two months mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was back in New York on my best friend's couch mm-hmm. it was just it was a lot of stuff like I was I, and I, I'm not ashamed of the struggle because oh, I no. loved it that makes you stronger yeah <laughs> it like, makes you strong it makes you like I didn't even know I had this in me mm-hmm. you know what I mean and yep my my thing was just like I didn't want to go to the 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 shelter had to be the last last oh, yeah. last resort mm-hmm. so I I had networked with a lot of people met a lot of people and I just stayed on people's couches for you know right for different different time until you know um when I met Bugs like mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't have an apartment didn't have I was staying with my best friend mm-hmm. and. Eventually, we got into. I didn't even want want to get into a relationship because I'm like, I don't have nowhere to stay. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. And the year when we met was the year I got my social security. Okay. So I was able to work, and it, I think it was more of like he. 
he knew that he could have seen the potential. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I was always working regardless, on the, on like off the books. Mm-hmm. So he saw like it wasn't like I was a bum or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> so um, but I, that year I, we moved in together after we got into a relationship, mm-hmm. and even while we were in that relationship for the whole year, I was still looking for my apartment. Yeah. And two yeah. years later, I was still looking for my apartment because I was like I didn't work my ass of that much <laughs> moving to New York City mm-hmm. to not have my my apartment. Right. So um, it think I had my apartment for two years now. Okay. Yeah, we we've been together for for four years. I've mm-hmm. had my apartment for two years. Why does so. it seem like it's been longer than four years that you right. guys have been together? <laughs> right. It definitely does. Oh my god! But you know, he told when he was here, he did tell us, you know, the story that how you guys met and stuff like that. And oh, I was yeah. like, for some reason, it's kind of like you guys just mesh well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you both have goals. You both have stuff that <clears throat> you want to accomplish. You both help each other out. And but you know, that's how a relationship is supposed to yeah. go. You know what I mean? And you don't see a lot of that, especially in the black community. And I yeah. feel like you guys definitely are like an inspiration. You know, to younger and black gay um, Mm -hmm. couples because that's what you want you know what I mean and it's like with me yeah I'm single but I'm not gonna settle I'm not gonna I don't wanna be with someone who I can't mesh with you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I'm a creative you know I'm an extrovert like it would be nice to have someone like that you know what I mean and someone to learn from you know what I mean it means a lot because like when we met, like it was very organic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was nothing forced or anything. Like for the first two, like we. My main thing was just like we have to be friends first. Yeah, um, we were friends for like three months, and I we literally took the time out to know know each other as friends mm-hmm. and hang out and accept the, accept the fact that. During these three months, we are friends. I, if I want to fuck somebody else, I'm gonna fuck somebody mm-hmm. else. But you have to respect that. Yeah, and just accept. You know, just 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 blend and just let it be organic as mm-hmm. fuck. And after three months, we got uh, he uh, my, he threw me a, a huge birthday party, mm-hmm. and it was my first like birthday party. Oh, so, so it, it it meant a lot to me. Yeah, so on, yeah, the, yeah. on that day, I was just like, okay. We, you can be. <laughs> I was like, you, you can be my boyfriend okay. now. I was, like, I was like, you can be my boyfriend now, and then we, we yeah, we we've been together ever since. And then, mm-hmm. um, like two two months down the line, like after that, so like a whole five months, we didn't even have each other on social media. Right. We were like sitting there, we we're just like, why don't we follow each other on social media? Like, I've never seen your Instagram. You've never seen my Facebook. Like, but I like that though. <laughs> I really like that, especially like when I'm getting to know somebody, like. I don't want because I feel like if I have your social media, I'm going to stalk you. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. going to do it. It's going to be a natural thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really good when you just don't know what the person is doing. Like, tell yeah. me, let's talk on the phone. T- mm-hmm. Talk to me what you did for the day. I don't want to see you on the gram. You know yeah. what I mean? Or someone likes your pictures. You're yeah. like, who the fuck is that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, like he didn't know. He didn't know that I modeled. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he did music. And it was like probably like. Yes, I said two months down the line. He's he he was like, I'm I'm gonna do a music video. Are you gonna come to my music video? I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, what music video? Like you didn't tell me nothing about this. Right. Like what music video? And I was there and I and I saw it and I heard the music and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So I guess I'm dating a rapper. Didn't know that. <laughs> and then he was excited that he's dating a model. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Like this is so weird, but. Um, well, yeah, we, it really worked. Like we've, even though we have a big age difference, like mm-hmm. you know, he's forty, I'm twenty five, mm-hmm. so it's like it's different. But we have a lot of differences when it comes down to how we think. Yeah. But when it comes down to the partnership and like the friendship is mm-hmm. everything. It's like, there. like me and him, like even though we're married now, like we could be, 
we could get divorced and we could we could break up mm-hmm. but we would still be seeing each other every day right. still supporting each other be at every right. shows I'm still helping him with his shit like mm-hmm. we still, like it's just a partnership and it, it's it's like people have to get that done first mm-hmm. before saying that oh I'm in a relationship right you know what right. I mean so yeah um, and then you guys had Pink Gorilla Entertainment yeah um, so how did you figure out like the role that you wanted to play in that um, you know in a company I did. I didn't even know. Like, so with Pink Gorilla Entertainment, it came from Bugs working with a team, and mm-hmm. even though he was working with the team, I was still doing the photo. Sh- I was still getting the photo shoots, and I was still creative directing everything that he's doing, mm-hmm. still helping with the music videos, still doing all of this. So it was just like, so what is this team doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, even though we we love everyone from the team and we're still like family. Mm-hmm. We see each other every Sunday for dinner still, like, you know. Mm. So, um, but this team just professionally wasn't getting stuff done like how it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. And so we part, parted ways, and he literally was just like, we were sitting there watching TV, eating food, and he's like, do you want to just start our own record label? Because you, mm. you already do everything for me, and we, you, if you do it for me, you can do it for other artists, too. Yeah. And he's he's who he is, and he does everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And then Tia, Tia was, Tia's an amazing writer, amazing singer, like, but especially with the writing, Tia goes off. Okay. So, we're just like, you know, he's just like, why not just create a record label together? And he literally that night stayed up all night and he did all the paperwork online uh-huh. and it was official by the morning <laughs> oh wow it was official by the morning and we we're just like okay i guess there's no turning back now <laughs> there's no turning back now we just we just took it from there basically yeah so tell me like the roster that you guys have right now because i yeah. feel like you guys are growing yeah we're growing and it's it's happening fast so um so now we have well obviously it's me mm-hmm. we have um bugs um, Rico Castadine. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my favorites. I like him. He's <laughs> yeah. so nice. Yeah, Rico's really dope. Um, Rico Castadine, um, Tia Carta, mm-hmm. um, Giovanni V. Uh, you, you know, well, everyone should know who Giovanni mm-hmm. is. Um, and we just added um, Trinity K. Bonet from RuPaul's Drag. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, so she's with us. We're going to be managing her music. Okay. Um, she has yeah. a single that's coming out on the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. With Rico, Rico is a feature. Okay, um, and they're actually best friends too in in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, Rico really? and Trinity mm-hmm. are best friends. So, um, so yeah, it's growing. Um, and me and Bugs were even talking. We were talking this morning because he was. I, he, people are finally realizing that I have a lot on my plate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, we're really thinking about like getting more creatives involved. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, because I really want to see as much people in our community shine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm making my mark, so I want somebody else to come and make their mark too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been being that I'm working for other people that's not from Pink Gorilla. It's it, it's gotten a little crazy. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, but you now you expand into your own creative yeah. you know your own creative company yeah. so now you're really working with a, a lot of other people too mm-hmm. um but you know i want to know especially because you do all the music videos and stuff like that like how does that process work like do you hear a song and do you like just visualize it in your mind like what i feel like this video should be yeah basically like that and it's it's gonna sound so and it's I swear to you I'm not lying. <laughs> like when I have a music video to do and like I hear the song like I listen to the song probably like, probably like ten times mm-hmm. before I go to sleep and then I go to sleep fall asleep and then I literally have a lot of times I have a dream about the music video itself. Okay. 
and then I wake up and I literally think about it and add my little mm-hmm. different things. Because if I have a dream, I'm not going to remember everything. No. So <laughs> I, I just remember the main parts and, mm-hmm. you know, go after that, too. But I also have to go after the artist, too. Like, mm-hmm. see what the artist is comfortable comfortable mm-hmm. with and um, how best they can express themselves mm-hmm. while, you know, while working with me. Yeah. It's crazy because, you know, my favorite artist is Little Kim. Everyone knows <laughs> that. And, you know, even other artists and music that I listen to, you know, when they don't put out a video and it's like one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. I always visualize like, damn, if she did a song, like, I really wish she would have done like a video mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like, so I have that like creative eye. I never like mm-hmm. went for it, but um, I definitely understand what you mean. Like yeah. when you dream and when you just hear something and you just visualize it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even like I just did a, a pride photo shoot and um, I don't know if you saw it on my page when I was like covering, like I was, literally covered like glitter and like yeah mm-hmm. all that shit so um so that's been in my mind for the past five months about five months mm. and i keep ignoring it because i'm like okay because i was in a realm where it's like i'm not trying to model i'm not trying to do anything right, right. i'm trying to take people take me serious as mm-hmm. a you know as a creative and all that so um i was like i'm gonna have to pass this idea because you all the ideas i've been getting for myself for photo shoots and things i've been thinking for myself i've been passing it on to other artists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm like which artist i can pass this to and i, I couldn't find an artist like <laughs> i couldn't and I, I i kept ignoring it ignoring it and i had a dream about it the other day and i'm like this shit keeps haunting me like mm-hmm. i need to fucking do it mm-hmm. so um i reached i had a couple people that i know that could make it happen i'm just like you know what I should do a pride shoot for myself. Like, yeah. I'm getting, I'm trying to get my body back together. Like, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I did it, and it was very nerve wracking for me too because I've gained 12 pounds since we all have gained. <laughs> yo, I've gained 12 pounds. I gained 12 pounds, and it was out of nowhere because mm-hmm. during the pandemic I gained, but then I lost it. Okay. And then for some reason, like it was a time period where it's just like I just wanted Jamaican food like every <laughs> single day. For like three months, mm-hmm. and I gained twelve pounds, and that shit felt it, it felt so different because, yeah. like, yo, you know, like, cause you when you have your clothes and like you, like, I buy my shits and I put it in my my closet and I'd be like, okay, then so I don't know where I'm gonna wear this to, but uh-huh. I'm gonna wear it somewhere. Right. And then when you finally pull the shit out, <laughs> you can't fit it. Like that's what made me realize uh-huh. that uh-huh. shit is crazy. But I I, I was it was nerve wracking because I. I'm trying to not be insecure anymore when it comes down to me modeling because right. with the extra weight and I've gotten thicker with muscle and mm-hmm. all of that too. So mm-hmm. I have to learn how to model all over again. Oh my God. So how long have you been modeling? I've been modeling since, I've been, since I was 17. Okay. So um, I started, <laughs> there's so many stories on my guy. <laughs> but I started modeling in, in, in gym, actually on a TV competition. Okay. I'm going to say I started there. I was, I, I was signed before. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got out of my contract because mm-hmm. the lady wasn't doing shit for me. And um, then I started applying to my own shit. So I applied for a modeling competition that was in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And they were seeking people. And I I didn't even get to go to the audition. They're, instantly, they were just like, um, so we need you on the show. This, they, auditions were finished. They're like, the the, pers- the owner of the show hit me. He's like, um... I just see, I seen your pictures. I need you on the show immediately. I never done a professional photo shoot what? before. I had my raggedy ass LG phone <laughs> that I was taking pictures with and like editing it mm-hmm. and doing different things mm-hmm. by myself. And it, it didn't look great. Mm-hmm. But she, apparently he saw something and I was on the show and I did amazing. I think I was like to the bottom six 
or something oh, okay. until the other, the other competitors voted me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like this vision, no. So, um, but it was fun. It, mm-hmm. it aired a while I, when I moved over here. So mm-hmm. people in Jamaica didn't even get to. I didn't even get to really reap the benefits right, right, of it yeah. in Jamaica. But mm-hmm. my, everybody was watching it. My family, like mm-hmm. it was a big thing in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing I have about Pink Gorilla Entertainment and, you know, your creative uh, company is that do you see a lot of people support you Mm -hmm. within the community, you know, especially like financial as well, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you always need that financial backing as well. Do you see that, you know, coming about in um, in, within the community? Yes. Um, A lot of platforms really support my work. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes down to LGBT artists, they really do show me love i'm not gonna lie okay. like they reach out and they be like i want to do a music video with you like asap mm-hmm. like um there's this one one girl um her name is amil she she mm-hmm. been hitting me up constantly mm-hmm. from um miami okay and um she re- like just people just hitting me up like it, it means so much people from new orleans mm-hmm. fucking texas i'm like how do- <laughs> <laughs> so all this traveling and stuff i'm trying to get used to it. i've been back and forth from atlanta so mm-hmm. much so it's like it's I appreciate it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I I feel I honestly and I've never said this before, but I feel I feel like I'm one of them people that's probably like un I would say underrated mm-hmm. or don't really get get the shine. Right, right. Because I do a lot of things for people and like, you know, and, and creatively like sometimes artists will hit me up and be like, Chad, I have a music video and this is all that I got. What can I do? What do you think what what I do you think I could do with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like and I help people out, but it's like at the end of the day, I just want people to, to just respect the art of it all. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. embrace this shit and just not be, just don't, this competition shit is just too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I've never been the, the competitive type. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here if you, if, if it's too much, goodbye. Right. I'm all right by myself. But, um, so it's like, I just want people to be more unified when it comes down to mm-hmm. this creative shit because yeah. there's a couple platforms when it, and I'm not going to say specifically but mm-hmm. they but new york platforms specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is weird when it comes down to pink gorilla entertainment mm-hmm. we get so much support like everywhere else and it's like only specific platforms in new york supports support that's us. crazy it's crazy that's crazy and y'all are here <laughs> we're here and it's like there's there's um pride right now people having all these different showcases and stuff mm-hmm. why is it pink a pink gorilla artist should be on every single showcase that's in new york for pride especially because we're the only lgbt record Mm -hmm. label like we should be on every one of them and but not even just new york like the tri-state area too you know what i mean like you have jersey you have philly you know you have down in dc but that's the thing if i if i hit up philly and be like um i need my artist to perform they more than likely they're gonna say yes Mm In New York, it's different. Like people, it's just a lot of shade, and mm-hmm. the pla- is the platforms are competing with e- with each other. And mm-hmm. It's like as much as we're like uh, how we are. Yeah, we're not the competitive type. We're not mm-hmm. trying to compete. We're just doing our shit and putting it out. Right. And we just know that we want our shit to look clean, professional. Mm-hmm. We want it to look like the mainstream artists. Like mm-hmm. that's how we want it to mm-hmm. be, and that's mm-hmm. it. <sighs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get used to, used to. You just have shit. to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah, you know, fuck everyone who, you know, who doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's, it's crazy because it's like we support everybody. Mm-hmm. We, re, we repost everybody's shits. Mm-hmm. Like we, we be like, okay, we have to go to this, this event. Like they're doing this, we have to support them. Yeah, but we got have our shit. The people that come, <laughs> the people that come out be everyone except like. 
the platforms that are supposed mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but it makes me happy because I it, too because it makes me feel like we're doing the groundwork. Oh yeah, you and know that, what that's mean? what like, you guys are doing. Yeah, and, the, and building a proper foundation. Mm-hmm. So I really think y'all we're going to be moving to Atlanta because y'all stay in Atlanta. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be moving to Atlanta for, for real, but um. My grandmother just died, mm-hmm. so um, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm trying to like get get over all that. Mm-hmm. The funeral is coming up, so that kind of like put a halt on certain okay. things. And then I was I this time period I've been getting booked so much in New York, mm-hmm. so it's just like to move to Atlanta right now when I'm not gonna be mm-hmm. there. So that's why I'm trying to like. Invest in a house down there. You know, it's cheap. Yes. yes. Uh, that's Investment. what I want to do. Please tell Bugs. Like, <laughs> like, we, we, like, honestly, we can do it and we can we can really get it done. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's him. Like, this nigga <laughs> loves New York. Like, he he feels like he he came from Virginia to right. Big Apple. Right. And it's just like the grand city. And it's like, he feels like he can't leave here. I'm like, okay. No. Yeah. I, I want to start having kids soon. Mm-hmm. Like, like. I'm about to be th- I'm 25 and I'm about to be 30 <laughs> so I know what you mean yeah I know what you mean so it's like I really have to start planning stuff and I want to have I want to have my kids like, yeah I really do and mm-hmm. I don't want to have them in no fucking New York right. we know rats no in. no I need a lot you need land you need all that stuff <laughs> I need everything I need up, uh, uh, like two story um, house like y'all go upstairs leave me the fuck alone right like right. I don't need y'all. I don't need y'all to just walk to the next room. Mm-hmm. No, go upstairs and leave me the fuck alone. Oh my god! Well, you have a lot going on, you and Bug. So good luck to everything with that. Thank you. We're going to get into this next segment. Um, tea bag. Everyone oh loves the tea bag segment where we just talk about what's going on in the um, you know, in the industry, mm-hmm. in the um, community or whatnot. But you know, a real big uh, show. You know, these past couple of months were legendary, and mm-hmm. I was a fan of Legendary from the very beginning, from yeah. the first season, and they just got picked up for a third season, which yeah. is good. Um, and you being in ballroom now, mm-hmm. um, tell me how did you enjoy Legendary? Um, Cause I know now your house was a part of that. Yeah, I enjoyed Legendary immensely. <laughs> okay, like I'm, I'm just seeing a culture where it's you're free to be yourself and mm-hmm. just creatively be yourself. Yeah, like it's it's everything. Like coming from Jamaica, like we don't have a ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. I wish we had a fucking ballroom scene. In Jamaica, okay, <laughs> I wish we had a fucking ballroom scene in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. It would be lit. Mm-hmm. But we don't, and so so being a part of ballroom is more of like a freedom type thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just that I want to be in the limelight and mm-hmm. I want to have the spotlight. No, mm-hmm. it's just just being in this surrounding and seeing everybody just being free mm-hmm. is, is everything for me. So, um, uh, my house is just on Legendary, mm-hmm. um, the house of Nino Ricci, mm-hmm. and we're a new house. And I just, I just walked my first ball last Did year. Did you? Yes, um, <laughs> I walked my first ball. And what was your category? Well, Sex Siren, of course. <laughs> um, so um, I walked Catboy uh, in November. They said okay. that they said I I got this. I got my tens, okay. but I got disqualified ish because they're like, your body is not a Catboy. They're mm. saying that I'm too I'm too muscular, too I'm not too masculine to be. Oh, yeah. So I guess Catboy should be more feminine, I so whatever. <laughs> I guess, but um, but that's what they say. So they say I, should, I have to walk Junior Sex Iron. So I'll be walking at the West Ball coming up. Okay. But Legendary has been amazing. And how do you like the judges on there? Um, I don't care too at all for law. Okay. Um, Leomi, everything. Mm-hmm. 
I'm always on point with, with her critiques. And she should always be there. Okay, and she can't fuck up because no. she, if she fuck up ballroom, go look at her like, what the fuck you doing? Exactly. Um, Megan, Megan gives her critique from a musical creative side. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in that sense, it kind of it, it battles with ballroom. Okay. It uh-huh. battles with ballroom. She's not always wrong, mm-hmm. but the way she she looks at shit sometimes it's just not mm. mm-hmm. um jamila shouldn't be up there at all i don't understand why <laughs> i really don't understand why she's up there i don't know why she everyone they said it's her, that. they say it's her show so mm. yeah they say it's, it's her show and she's like the lead, the lead person because anybody know fucking jamila like <laughs> that, that, that bitch has probably been i think she's an actress yeah, yeah. She's, she's on a like a sitcom or something. I don't know. I never heard of her before Legendary. She's on ABC, probably. Oh, she's oh. she's like, she's one of the ABC bitches. But yeah, but yeah, um, but it, like Legendary has been very. It's it's. I think it's been a blessing to her culture, mm-hmm. um, because it it makes the straight people kind of like see us in a different way. Yeah, and see that this this shit is not. Don't just look at this shit as gay shit because mm-hmm. it takes a lot to do this gay shit. A lot, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I know my favorite house was on there was Tishi. Yeah. I like Tishi. I like their creative direction Amazing. and all that. But what I also like what you said about Legendary is that you get to see a lot of people's creativity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the choreo, the overall production yeah. of it. Um and would you like do something like that if they asked you to like be part of like their creative team? Oh hell yes. <laughs> um listen, like I'm I'm always here for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um I I'm always willing to learn more and push, you know, push the boundaries mm-hmm. and push myself cuz mm-hmm. sometimes I can be very comfortable. Yeah. And I'm realizing that I can't be I can't do that shit with people's work. Like mm-hmm. I can't be all comfortable and shit. So I I'm, I would be very very open to it. Plus I know a lot of the cast members and I know a lot of the choreographers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I feel there. like I know some a lot of the cast members because I was a big ballroom throwbacks fan. <laughs> and so everyone, you know, who I recognize, you know, that are on legendary, I'm like, "Oh my god, I know him." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of going to a ball um next month because uh jason prodigy um mm-hmm. in philly is throwing one okay um and i was like i might slide through because i'm only like 20 minutes from philly next month um what time next month? i think it's july 6th it's on a tuesday july 6th yeah oh yeah that's still close to the west ball mm-hmm. the west ball is on the tank, <laughs> it's too much traveling yeah <laughs> so i was like maybe i'll slide through so i might do that um, I'll let you know how it is if I go though. You know, I probably, I'm thinking about it. I'll probably pop up too because I have some work to do in Philly too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I have to shoot my friend Kevin. Um, he just released a book too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know um, Kevin Miles. Um, he his his you probably know his old life. Um, ben, <laughs> well, it's it's still his new life. Venom. His he's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he lives in Philly and he just released his book. So oh, yeah, y'all definitely check that out. Okay, I think I've seen that somewhere. Yeah. I forgot where I saw it. Um, but so, okay, on to the next segment. We're going to, this is the last segment, so it's in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just letting people know what got you in your bag. It could be someone, something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first, um, and then you can go after. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of stuff in my bag, so it kind of was like hard to figure out what I wanted to talk about because on my train right here, I was like, damn, I got niggas that I'm in my bag about always. (laughs) I got job shit that's in my bag always. Like, what is it, you know? And for some reason, I had like an hour or two two hour long conversation a couple days ago just about, you see a lot of these like millennial and Gen Z people just go out and 
do whatever they want to mm. do. And, you know, they find a lane and they go do it. Mm. And, um, you know, just like you, you know, you have your lane and you're on and popping and you taking <laughs> off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people feel like they need to just stay in a box and, like, work a nine-to-five or not, you know, handle what they want to do outside of their nine-to-five, you know, yeah. and do that hustle. But I'm definitely in my bag about that because I'm definitely been motivated. And I said this prior in, you know, prior episodes that – um, you just have to believe in yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think us being like black gay men, sometimes it's hard to like figure out like what we want to do or we second guess ourselves a yeah. lot. Yeah. We're second guessing ourselves mm-hmm. a lot. And it's like, nigga, just do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just, just do it. So I'm definitely like in my bag about that because um, you know, a lot of my other friends, you know, have all these creative abilities, but they're just scared. They always question themselves and they're yeah. like, well, I need to be in this certain place in my life and then I'll do it. Or mm-hmm. it's just like, just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have any like, I guess, advice for people like that? Because I feel like you just, you have an idea and you just go with it. Yeah. I feel like that's what everyone should do. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea, just go with it. Like, just, just do it. Like, even you don't, you don't have to go all out initially. Mm-hmm. Just make that first step to be like, okay, if I want to do a photo shoot, and I'm nervous to do the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Let me let me fucking book the space for um, the 25th of like August. Right. And then you know the space is coming. You know, like bitch, I already paid my money. Mm-hmm. I have like I have to get this done. Yeah. So it's like you have to just just do at least one thing and implement it, mm-hmm. and then just keep going. Like mm-hmm. and, and don't second guess yourself. Like get this shit done. If you can't fix something, you deal with it and mm-hmm. you grow from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's not perfect, too. So everyone makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's what you got to So that's what I've been in my bag about these past couple of days. (laughs) Um, What got you in your bag? So I'm very much in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much in my bag about um, these fucking New York platforms and Mm -hmm. New York York LGBT platforms who Mm -hmm. don't support LGBT people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very much in my bag about that. Like, every single Pride, I see it constantly back to back to back. Like, they spend all this money and they book these different artists from out of town Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all these different shit. When there's people right here in your city, people Mm -hmm. who are actually legends, people who have been doing this shit for a long ass time, you Mm -hmm. you wouldn't even put money into their bank accounts because you want to give it to somebody who's already fucking rich. Right. Like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, every single pride we have to, like, we have to start doing better. better. Like, Mm -hmm. we have to start doing better. And I think... One thing that fucks shit up too is if is social media. Mm-hmm. People get social media so confused with real life. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like if you are for a movement, be for the movement. Mm-hmm. Don't just be for the movement on social media. Just don't post okay LGBT rights and support LGBT mm-hmm. artists. But bitch, you're not hiring no LGBT <laughs> artists on on your stage when you put when you when you put on an event or something for LGBT artists to perform, you still have the same five fucking people mm-hmm. that's been performing for the same five the five years that, it, that you've been having this shit. Right. Like, come on. Like, provide opportunities for other people. They're new artists every single year, every mm-hmm. single month. Mm-hmm. Like, give people opportunities. And these same people that you keep putting on the, on your platforms back to back to back to back, we're, people are tired of seeing them. Yeah. And if, if they haven't liked their work yet, they're not going to like it tomorrow either. Mm-mm. Like, so move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what I'm in my bag about. Listen, you gotta speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's very much what I'm in my bag about. You gotta speak on it, and it's it's just really crazy because it's like we all want the same thing. Like we all want to be highlighted. We all want to, you know, we all want 
be highlighted as creatives, as content mm-hmm. creators. And it's like, we have to support each other. You know what I mean? And it's just like, if I support you or if you see me, if I support you, I, I will want you to support me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's just common courtesy, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just, just surprised people don't. People be acting like a repost is like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. bitch, it's, they, they acting like it's something. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the shit disappears in 24 hours. So if you post it now, it disappears in 24 right. hours. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's not mm-hmm. that hard to support somebody mm-hmm. and just repost something mm-hmm. or just to show up at the event. Like, y'all spend thousands of dollars to a fucking Beyonce concert. Beyonce don't know you. Right. Beyonce <laughs> don't know you at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, why don't you save that fucking thousand dollars and put it in your bank account and mm-hmm. spend a hundred of it to go to five LGBT shows for the month? Right. right. Like, why can't you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. Well, Hopefully, New York will do what it needs to do. Yes. But you even see that also with, you know, the mainstream artists, too. They're like, well, and people from New York, mm-hmm. they are like, well, people from New York don't support me. So that's why I go. April, yeah. So it's just like, what the fuck is going on with New York? <laughs> because a lot of times people people in New York act like they be broke. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Bitch, you can go buy some weed. Mm-hmm. You can go down the street to buy some fucking coke. You can buy some pussy. Mm-hmm. So you can't spend a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents to pre order somebody's song. Like, right. are you serious? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like people need to get it the fuck together. People, be, there's a lot of people in our community out here be paying people. That you be paying niggas to suck they, for you to suck they yeah. dicks. So you can't pay a <laughs> dollar to support your friend's work. Mm-hmm. So people need to get that shit together. Yeah. Well, speak on it. Um, that was all for this episode. I want to thank you. No, um, thank you. It was. I was like, I have to get him on because you know I had bugs, so I had to get yeah, you know him. Definitely. On, you know you on, but I wanted to get you guys on separately because you know you guys are two different people. You yeah. guys have two different lives, and you grew up two different you know two different ways. So it's always good to just highlight the individual, and you know also but highlight the couple too. So I might have both of you on at the same time. <laughs> That's fine. Next season. <laughs> That's fine. Keep it coming. Like we be. I love interviews. Like mm-hmm. like I don't I don't talk much. Only when people see me going ranting on, on my yeah, stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't really sound But I want to thank you also, you and Bugs, because you guys have been supportive from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even when I first started, you know, for my first season, it just was like you guys were reposting. You was doing a lot of stuff, you know. And I tried, you know, to reciprocate that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I listen to you guys' music and all that. Yeah, so, you definitely do. Um, I definitely want to thank you. And we're going to connect after this. So. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely have to. Um, the, so this is uh, season two, episode seven. Um, and I have one more season, one more episode right after this. So thank you guys. All Bye. right. Bye. I'm just in my bag. Bag, bag, bag. Who are we? DHL.